killing it on the siren lately i really i think so i think you're making a lot of really big musical choices yeah maybe i I think it's making it too musical though i think i need to go back to basics i think i need to bring it back to sort of shrill screaming no horse no <laughs> okay. All right. No. No. Be dress spoken. This is a musical My podcast. Spoken. This is yeah, I am your boss. <laughs> well, last week I was the Rob I was the Joker to your Batman and now I'm your boss. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It changes week. To well, me. because I purchased I bought out some of your shares in the restaurant. So now I'm sort of the boss of this episode. Yeah. Wait. It is I only own 33%. Okay, I'm going to do something that is so visual, but then I will No, I actually can't. Fuck. Okay, fuck. But I do have to show you. Can you see this? Oh my god! Oh my god! We can't even say what it is because it's a spoiler. But I, I just felt it was an elephant in the room, and I had to show you. I love that. I love that. And I, in turn, I'm going to say to you that I am in such a good mood today because I was up all morning texting, and I'm just in such a good mood. <gasps> Joel, wow! We are really, we are really starting this podcast off in a way that is so alienating to all of our listeners. But that's- in fact, we haven't even said that. We haven't even said the name of the podcast yet. This is Urgent Care, a podcast where we alienate our listeners. <laughs> 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 but really, it's an advice podcast where our community—we're sort of building a restaurant together—and our community of the restaurant will send us calls and emails as sort of the managers of the restaurant, and we will help them with the problems in their lives as the managers of restaurants so frequently do. Yeah. Urgent Care is a restaurant, not a podcast. Um, sort of at the end of your shift as a waiter, when you're sort of you're folding, you're having um, your shifty silverware. <laughs> you're, sh- you're having your shifty. You're folding silverware into napkins, and you're just sitting at the table, and the, the manager comes over and says, hey, Amelia, how's it been going? And Amelia says, I want to know if I should break up with my boyfriend because his dog bit me. And then we sort of say, <laughs> we say, um, rape, he, rape, she. And, and then we go from there. <laughs> yeah, we take 30 minutes to think of a name that we could have thought of before and then uh, give mediocre advice and call it a day. So that's what the podcast is for those of you who are listening to the first time. Um, Joel. How are you? Oh, I know you're doing good, but I want to hear more. We know you're in a good I'm mood. I'm doing good. I mean, I'm in a good mood now. You know, right. I will say um, I have I had a really good week. I had a really good week. I had some special moments and good things happen to me. I'm in Bloomington, Indiana right now. I should say I'm recording live from Bloomington, Indiana. Wow. Um, I'm doing shows here this weekend. And I will say shout out to the chefs. This is a shout out to my chefs. Yes. Um, <laughs> who came to the shows last night and hopefully are coming tonight as well. I continue. This is a new phenomenon for me. I, I continue to love running into people uh, from the pod um, who come up to me and say, hi, I'm a chef. It's so cute. It's so cute every single time. And it's so disorienting for the people around them who don't know what that means because they're like, "No, Jamie, no, you're not. Um <laughs> 
That's really sweet. Really That's are. so nice. Wow. I know. I'm wow. having a blast. I'm having a blast being back on the road. I am so excited. I will not be in next week. Mitra will be in with a with a guest manager. Yes. Sort of a regional manager of the franchise. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited. If you see me out and about in San Francisco, please feel free to come up and say hi. I will give you a bump of K like I give all chefs. <laughs> um, if that's what you want. If that's what you desire. If that's what you desire. Wow. Joel, how's it been? Like, how have the shows been? Um, the shows have been good. Um, I will say that like Southern Indiana is a different vibe than Washington DC slash Arlington. So the audiences have been a little bit harder, but still the shows have been good. If I've just had to work a little harder, you know, and, um, I'm still not feeling like 100% yet, but I'm feeling good. Like every time I do a show, I feel like a little bit more energized. I feel a little bit more like myself, I feel like I am returning back to earth and it feels great. It feels really, really good. Yes. I love that. People keep um, asking if I'm your opener. So just putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Uh, I got a, I got DMs from chefs asking if I was going to open for you in D.C. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish. I wish. You're more than welcome to open for me anytime. In fact, if we're in New York at the same time and we, I have a show overlap, I definitely want that to happen. Oh, my God. I will. It, it'll be my first show back, like, doing live performance. And I promise I'll spend at least $100 on my pit. <laughs> <laughs> That's At the, least one hundred dollars. That's the mutual promise. Expensive and not what, on worth what? it. Like a wig. <laughs> I want to get a fog machine really bad, but I don't know if that's going to be oh, allowed. Right. But even if I don't get a fog machine, I know that I want thunderclaps, and that is pretty much all I know about the bit so far. But I talked about it in the pot already, so I don't want to say too much yeah, more. Yeah, but yeah. I, I just, I, I have, I have an idea for like, I want it to feel like sort of you're in a storm or a tornado or something, but <laughs> it's going to require equipment. Perfect. I'm ready. I'm ready. The, the the tornado sirens did go off during my show last night. Wait, we actually will definitely be in New York at the same time. So let's talk about that. Uh, let's figure that out right now. Let's pull out our pot. Our calendars live on the pot. Oh we love to. We love to make fun of the pot. <laughs> well, that's a new part of the restaurant. Is that every single episode, Joel and I have to make one plan <laughs> that no one is invited to. No one will ever hear about. <laughs> Okay. Well, Joel, I love it. And I can't wait to open for you. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Um, how, Mitra, how the hell are you? Oh, my God. Um, I'm great. Uh, we wrapped on Deborah's last night uh, at like, I don't know, whatever time. Um, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, we worked so hard. <laughs> like, I really feel... So relieved. I can't believe that this part of it is over. I mean, we start editing immediately, basically. But, I mean, it was just so much work. But And, like, we have this amazing crew that got through a really hard shoot, especially with, like, COVID and all that. So, I mean, I just feel really grateful and exhausted and relieved and so happy and, like, proud of us. We all did, like, a lot of new stuff. I'm just feeling, like, very reflective and grateful. Um, and... um yeah, I don't know. It's like this huge moment. I feel really like so happy and proud. <laughs> you should be. You should be. That's incredible. I can't believe that you've made two seasons of television. That is a remarkable. At you, at your young age, at your fetal state. 19. 19 years old and she's made two t seasons of TV. Yeah. It's incredible. 
<laughs> yeah, it's exciting. And like so many friends got to be a part of this season. And I don't know. I just feel really good. <laughs> not uh, all I'm your really, friends. Not, not all, all friends. your friends got to be a part. Not all my friends. Well, yeah. <laughs> But I'm not in the I'm not in I'm not in your thing. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, n- there's not a single woman in my thing. So, well, there's not re- a we, we try really woman. really hard not to have men in ours. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, maybe season three. Maybe, maybe season, season three? three. The man season of Three Busy Deborahs. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Finally, give the people what they want. Wait. Men on our show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we have a shit ton of cupcakes, and I know that normally we, our preamble lasts for about 25 minutes up top while I complain about not being funny and you talk about pottery, but and hikes, unfortunately, to be fair, to be and fair hikes, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. sometimes it's hikes, sometimes it's pottery, sometimes it's both. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we have to shift gears because we have so many cup dates today. We have so many good ones. So let's jump into them. Um, this one is, <laughs> this first one is regarding Gypsy She Rose, uh, who was <laughs> By the, way, the gentleman. Every part of that yeah. was wrong. <laughs> I looked it yeah. up later. Did you look up the name later? Because I was like, I actually don't think that's right. So Gypsy Rose Gypsy. Lee was a burlesque entertainer. And then Gypsy Rose Blanchard was the name of the person who Gypsy was like. Gypsy She Rose. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. it was all wrong because I was like, oh, it's Gypsy <laughs> Lee Rose. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And then I looked it up later because I was like. I don't know. And then I, yeah, every single element of it was incorrect. And no one even said anything. I think our call, like, what's nice about our listenership is that, like, they don't even, they know that, like, it doesn't matter. Like, they're not going to, like, we're not going to, like, acknowledge the correction. (laughs) Like, they don't care. But No, 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 no. But, yeah, I just want to issue that really important correction. (laughs) Anyways, this was the guy with two girlfriends, one of whom revealed that she had stage three cancer and the other of whom did not believe that the other friend had stage three cancer. And this is a second opinion. This is a, what is it? Do, second helping? What are second we, I, I'm lost. It's a second I'm helping. I'm lost in the terminology it's a second of helping. our show. Okay. It's a second helping. A second because, helping. Because it's not someone, co- it's not the caller returning to update us. That's a refill. Yes. Right. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Chelsea, play the call. <laughs> Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel. I love you both equally. Um, I'm calling regarding Gypsy She Rose. When I was in high school, my best friend told our whole friend group that she had cancer, and it didn't really seem to be true. I've never really brought it up to her. And obviously, we were young and dumb and didn't really know how to deal with something like that. But ultimately, parts of my friend group were really mean and talked about it behind her back because nobody believed her. And looking back on it now, I really wish that we had all seen that it was a kind of literal cry for help and that there were other kind of abuse things going on. And so I would urge that caller to, you know, I agree, like offering to take the person to appointments and things like that is a really lovely suggestion. But just even if it's not real and you really care about this person and that by saying that that could be a, a clue that something else is going on and there are ways where you might want to be there for that person, so, um, love the show and, um, hope you're well. Okay. Bye. This yeah. Great. I really and- like this because it really like the, the two options we were given was either that she's lying for nefarious intent 
or that she has cancer. And this is like a lovely third option where it's like she's lying because there's something wrong in her life. Right. Like anyone who tells this kind of lie is probably not in a great place, no matter what, even mm-hmm. if they are lying. So um, this was a much more sort of <laughs> sensitive, kind of lovely, um, hopeful approach um, so they can consider yeah. that as well. Yeah, guys, check in check in on your friends who are lying about having cancer, okay? <laughs> check in on them. You never know what's going on that's with your a, friends. Uh, who are that's lying a t-shirt, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I love pitching merch for this show. <laughs> yeah, it'll never happen. Not a single stitch. Um, oh my god. Okay. And we um, to be clear, we don't want it. We don't want it. We don't want it to happen. We don't want to have anything to do with that. <laughs> no. Because because oh, we're gonna like get involved in like the supply chain. Absolutely not. <laughs> yawning at the idea not. of a supply chain. <laughs> so okay, should we hear our boring. okay? Our next second second se- second helping. This one's Princess, Princess Cryanna, who is the guy whose mom uh, kept uh, down talking herself. Yes. Hi, uh, this is a cover date for Princess Cryanna. Um, I was the emotional support child in my family, so immediately when I heard this call, I knew that I needed to chime in and say, first and foremost, it's not your job to fix your mom, uh, even though I understand, like, the reason why you may want to, but maybe examine that, uh, impulse first, and remember that, um, kind of like Joel said, your mom can feel whatever the way she wants to feel about herself, and only she can decide uh, to become more confident. So um, that was that out of the way. Another thing that I like to do when my friends are uh, overly self-deprecating is kind of like keeping it light and funny and being like, don't say that about my friends. Or when your mom says, like, oh, I'm so ugly, you can be like, don't say that about my mom. And then it kind of keeps it, like, light. But it's letting them know that, like, I don't co-sign that statement that you just made about yourself. But you don't have to, like, fully therapize your mom and go into, like, a weird heavy zone about how she needs to, like, love herself, whatever. So, um, yeah. Also, obviously, it's not a bad idea to just, like, tell the people who you love, like, what you love about them on the regular. So that's the thing, too. But, like I said, overall, um, just remember that it's not your job to fix your mom. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm a bisexual woman. Please sit on my face. I love you both. Bye. <laughs> buzzer beater. Buzzer beater. <laughs> buzzer beater. Um, I love it when people agree with me, even the stuff that I say sort of facetiously. Um, but I also love the, I love her. I like, don't talk about my friend that way. Yeah, I think that one... Don't talk about my friend Mitra that way. It works because, like, in the times that, like, I've said it or someone has said it to me, it still feels playful. Like, you're making a joke about feeling uncomfortable (laughs) while also making it clear that they need to fucking stop. So, love that. Um, I learned a lot from this voicemail. (laughs) Should we move on to our next? Yeah, we got to get through this. We got to get through this because you know what? I have a lot to do today, okay? Yeah, you're actually the only one involved with this podcast who has a life. (laughs) Yeah, no, I have so much. Yeah, tell us what. I have a cartoon that I need to watch. I have to watch all of (laughs) Steven Universe in a day um, because my crush says so. So I have crush homework. You know, when someone gives you. I have crush homework where they're like, you got to watch this show. And you're like, I definitely want to do that. Yeah. Well, you're at work right now, babe. So (laughs) (laughs) 
It's tough. It's tough. Okay, let's do this. Let's get to this one um, is an actual cup date. So this is a refill. And I'm really excited about this one. Yeah. Hello, this is Gay Desemper. Um, sorry, I said that so strangely. Um, I'm here with a cup date. So my now girlfriend and I uh, decided, oh, for context, I'm the 24-year-old who's year-old. Maybe we were having good sex. Um, and But we were about to do distance. And we actually decided that we were going to do the distance, but with the caveat that we want to be in sort of an open relationship. Um, so, like, we're not really sure what that's going to look like right now. We're reading Ethical Slut together because we recognize that she is very young. I was the first girl she ever had sex with. Um, and we both, I've only had sex with a few people, so, like, we both really want to still explore our sexuality, but do it together in, like, a productive and consensual way. Um, but I, like, she, her parents came, or her mom and her grandma came uh, to town to drive her back to the East Coast from Portland. Um, and I got to meet them, and they were obsessed, and they already invited me to the family Passovers and stuff. And she met my mom, who also happened to be in town. And my mom is like, I see you guys together long term. Like, the way that you two work together, it's just really beautiful to see. Um, and she and I honestly are so happy and so in love in a way that I think that we wouldn't have been if I had just kept my hat up my ass. So thank you, Joel, for your recommendation. And also thank you, Mitra. You both sort of informed how we are. Um, yeah, it's really great. If and when we get married, we've already talked about how we see our lives together, which obviously is so gay of us. Um, we're doing the whole lesbian thing. But, like, if we have a wedding, obviously you two will be invited. Um, it would be my honor to have you there. Thank you so, so much. I love you both. Thank you. So sweet. Um, this one really hit home for me. And it just made me really happy. Oh. Joel. Oh. Uh, I just, um, I think it's really great. And they said, and she did, she DM'd me pictures too. And they're such a cute couple. And I really hope it works out for them. Joel. <laughs> um, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Um, it's wow. just like this is what I want, you know? Like this is this is the ideal. This seems so great. <laughs> it, they I she sent me pictures too and they are really really cute. <laughs> they're really yeah, sweet together. They're really I cute. I mean, this whole thing, I was like, you guys sound just so smart and like so and healthy. <laughs> I know. Reading this book together, I swear to God, if you guys break up, like, don't tell me, please. You cannot tell me. <laughs> I need to hold on to this. Like, you guys are, I'm holding all my hopes on, on you guys. And if you guys break up, then I don't know what I will do. I will not believe in love anymore. No stress. Um, but if you don't get married, Joel's life is on the line. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. <laughs> Joel, no really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm in a very vulnerable place right now, and it just really hit home. So I know. I mean, what we're. Congrats what we're... to these lesbians. <laughs> what we're really understanding is that Joel is romantique. Yeah, maybe. The we'll big see. reveal of the past few weeks has the been. The big reveal. Joel, Kim, whatever, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'll save it for a, no I was ugh, I, 
I just can't. I just can't. I, I'm going to save what little I have for the horrible names that we come up with together. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair, 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 fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little out of it, so it's going to be a long day. Um, <laughs> let's get to... Let's get to the last uh, cup date. This is another refill, I believe is what we're calling them, from Republic Cake, who is the baker who didn't want to make gender reveal cakes. Um, So I'm really excited to hear from Republic Cake. Drop that voicemail. Woo! Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. This is Republic Cake um, calling with an update. So, um, as much as I love the idea of the abortion cake, and I also love the caller's idea of um, charging extra on donating it, um, the abortion cake is an excellent idea, but um, I don't want people to, like, get extremely mad at me. (laughs) Um, And the price idea is so awesome, but I have to be transparent about my prices on my website. Um, otherwise people will go through the entire order process and then I tell them the price at the end and they say, oh my God, that's way too expensive. Um, sorry. So unfortunately I have to be transparent. Um, and if I added the extra fee or whatever, I really think people would notice and ask a lot of questions that I wouldn't be prepared for. Um, so I decided ultimately to just go case by case, um, and try to be firm with my answer, which I've had to do already a couple times, and no one has gotten, like, angry. Usually they're like, okay, thanks for letting me know. Um, but I'm definitely firm about it, and if a couple people have asked why, and I've told them. Um, so I'm trying to stick to that and stick to my gut and why I'm doing this in the first place. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say. Um, I would love to send you guys cookies. I would love to mail you cookies. I uh, DM'd you both on Instagram. Um, I already sent cookies to another podcaster, so I'm not, like, a crazy person. Um, she loves them. I promise I won't poison you or anything, but check your DMs. <laughs> Please let me send you cookies. Um, also, when I saw with um, Trill Mistra, I literally um, screamed out loud. Okay. Please <laughs> check your Instagram DMs, and um, I would love to send you cookies. Sorry this was long. Bye cute okay we were literally you sent them to another podcaster and that's supposed to make us feel safe we don't know this <laughs> podcaster we don't know what happened to them afterwards she did Are, give the um they- the, she gave the name of the podcast host so that we could check with oh. them to see if it was safe she really oh, okay. w- watched all the bases were were, were truly covered okay. <laughs> i was like who did you send it to adnan syed like i don't care like he's the me- host <laughs> <laughs> host of cereal <laughs> he worked so hard on that podcast <laughs> yeah he did without well, him gypsy, it couldn't have gypsy happened. lee um, rose and adnan syed <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I actually, I want to push back a little bit. I think you can just put on, like we said, it like gender reveal cakes are more difficult to make than regular cakes. If you put that transparently on your website, I don't think that's a problem. You can Mm -hmm. just say like, and if people ask you why there's an extra fee, you say it's because they're more difficult to make than a regular cake. Done deal. I don't, I don't think you're, I don't think you believe in yourself enough is honestly what it is. Um, and I want you to believe in yourself, but I do love that you're just being honest and you're pushing back case by case. It does feel good. It, it feels like brave, honestly, but know, I'm just saying you could be a weasel and charge more. Yeah. It, I mean, it's like much more confrontation than I would ever do for anything. <laughs> so yeah. Good for her. Good call. on you. Yeah. 
Um, should we us. take a little break? And yeah, we gotta we gotta take a break, honey, because I'm tired. Okay, I gotta take a little nap. I gotta grab a Red Bull. I gotta put a shirt on. I gotta do a lot of. Joel stuff is shirtless, just so everyone knows. Joel did take off his sweatshirt to reveal completely. He is. We're having a topless moment with Joel. <laughs> I, it took me a second to realize, and then by the time we were already listening to a voice moment, I was like, "Yeah, the shirt is just gone, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> Another, this, was, this is it. This is this this podcast. This episode of the podcast is all about secrets, plans, and visual gags that no one can be privy to. Okay, but people can go on your Instagram and know what I'm referencing with you being shirtless. Mm, there's something <laughs> right, about it on Zoom, though. Yeah, they haven't seen you backlit in a hotel room shirtless. So <laughs> yeah, you guys are gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, drag me. Okay, let's go to break. back and to be clear joel still does look good <laughs> also i had a red bull for the first time in i don't know like a decade last night and what i thought i was gonna have a heart attack <laughs> oh my god i drink them uh truly almost every day wow oh and, we are so yeah different. and i want and i wonder and i true every single time i drink one i go into an anxiety spiral mm-hmm. if someone doesn't text me back within like 30 minutes i'm like well it's over um and uh, yeah, babe, I, need I know. To stop. <laughs> I know. So I need to stop. I need to stop. I need to stop. I'm addicted to caffeine and it's bad. It's bad for my mental health. I but literally had like not- a 20 minute period where I was like, I'm having a heart attack and also everyone's mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do ya. It's it's it but that's the wings. It gives you wings. And I was wings, so awake. Yeah. Bring you straight to the negative headspaces. Those where the wings fly you. <laughs> um, okay. Let's get into our first call of the day. Woo! Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. Um, I just recently found out that my ex-boyfriend, who I lived with for four years in this one apartment, I just found out that a year and a half after we broke up, he is using my still address, his old address of the apartment that we lived at together. Uh, he's using that to get a discounted pool pass at the pool in my uh, town. And obviously this is disturbing for many reasons, um, <laughs> but mostly that he told me himself and he was very proud and I didn't know really what to say. I thought it was kind of messed up. Uh, he's using my address to save $100 on a crowded city pool. Um, but I just need some advice. You know, should I try to get him in trouble? Should I let it go? I'm taking all types of feedback. Uh, keep in mind, I have no interest in getting back together with this man. He's clearly so immature that it pains me to think that we had sex for many years. Um, <laughs> I would love to have, honestly, both of you sit on my face um, if you're willing. So, yeah, please, please help me out. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Okay. Pool. We've got um, pools. Bodies pool of house, water. Um, lifeguard. Lifeguard. Yes, exactly. Um. um Now, can we do like, um, have we done Baywatch, B-A-E? Absolutely. Because we could do X-Baywatch. 
Okay, well, that's we haven't done X Baywatch. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> we certainly haven't done that. <laughs> yeah, we just throw an X on it. We're really yeah. operating it all full cylinder. <laughs> every every single cylinder is firing today. Um, X Baywatch, Mitchell. What do you think? Um, I think that, um, let's see. So she doesn't want to get back with him. So, I mean, I guess it's just like, if he's like really wronged her in the breakup in some major way, then she should take away his pool access. And that feels fun. (laughs) Why not? Why not rat him out? That's funny. (laughs) If he was really bad, Um, but if not, then who cares? If he was really bad to her. Yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm falling down on this, too. Like, it sounds like he was sort of a fuckboy, but honestly, babe, this is a victimless crime at the end of the day. Like, nobody's being harmed. And I think that, like, I I always, 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 always err on the side of don't be a narc. Don't be a narc. Yeah, and, and here's it's the thing. Lame. This this is a pro deal podcast. Like if you if you can get if you can hook pro, like pro scam pro deal pro, pro saving. Scam, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm just gonna unless he was like true like a a real vile piece of shit. In which case this is like a great sort of way to get revenge where you probably wouldn't get caught or like you know it's it it could conceivably just be like them. It, it, you could it could have not come from you you know what i mean but if not i'm sorry i'm sorry i just get why someone would do this i want access to a mm-hmm. pool i think it's great <laughs> yeah it's not fun and it, we don't like and, him and she it also sounds like it's not even that great of a pool honestly she says it's like crowded and shit like i just don't think it seems like he's getting that much out of it and also like even if you were to rat him out what does that look like you call this pool this public pool and you say my ex-boyfriend is using my address as his current address and then like the teenager on the other end of the line is going to go okay and right. like i i just don't see i don't see them taking this complaint that seriously um, it will actually make you seem, I think it will make you seem crazy. And then that will make this, compa- it will compound the experience and make you feel even worse. Yeah. There's no you way won't be able to, to get, you won't win. be able to get justice. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think you come out of this like feeling better. Probably. Um, I think, um, you could more importantly, just like tell him to stop talking to you. <laughs> if you, if you yeah. don't want, if you don't want updates on like the scams for the public pool, maybe block him. <laughs> it's, it's sort of my advice. Really? Um, the, the problem to me seems to be that he still has access to you. Um, to, to you. Yeah. Cut off access to you, babe. The pool is closed. That's there the punishment. Is no, there is no P in this ool, and he is the P. And you are ooh la la ooh. single. <laughs> oh my god! Or we don't know that. Kill us. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cut off contact and uh, don't get in the way of the pool unless because also it's like, are you going to the pool? It sounds like you don't even like the pool. So maybe in the divorce yeah. he just gets the pool for cheap. Yeah, and like ugh, he sounds poor. I don't know. Like you don't need it. Like be. Be kind to the poor. You know, alms, alms, $100 off at the pool, you know? You don't have to be poor to $100 off at the pool, babe. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot who I was talking to. Okay. (laughs) Deals. We celebrate your deals. Deals, deals. Honestly, get back with him because he gets deals. 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 (laughs) Get back with him. Honestly, 
He sounds frugal. <laughs> we love a frugal king. He sounds frugal and wet, and I love that. <laughs> Get back together. Okay, should we do our next email? Yeah, let's do it. You read this one. Okay. Hey, sous chef Joel and head chef Mitra. Oh, why are they the boss theme? Oh my god! Wow. But is Sue better than head? Or what? I don't know. No, head actually. is be- sous head chef is, is like the assistant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, head is definitely thought. better. Head is head. You're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Head chef, wink, wink. I'm a 25 year old gay who recently. <laughs> I'm a 25 year old gay who recently stepped into the world of having connections with men beyond sex. I've dated a few people, but recently I was in a whirlwind situation. He showered me with gifts, attention, and compliments for about five weeks. He showed me how to do drag makeup and how to sew. It felt like we were connecting. Then a month ago, he texted me that he needed to focus on himself and that we should just be friends. He then orbited me on Instagram, responding to my Instagram stories for about three weeks after before he deleted it entirely. My friend looked for it. It's gone. I physically and materially moved on, talking to new guys, working out, focusing on life, going for dreams, self-love shit. But I still think about him a lot and feel so stupid and bummed. I know it meant nothing, but that just makes me feel more stupid. I also know he doesn't deserve the mental space he's taking up, but that also just makes me feel stupid. I feel like I should be at the point where it doesn't suck anymore, and I'm just not there. It doesn't help that I just ran out that I ran out of my bipolar medication. I just got more and had mood swings. How do I fully leave this behind and stop feeling like an idiot? Help, I am so lost in the sauce right now. Sit on my face if you must. If you <laughs> uh, must. We're good, babe. Okay, well, <laughs> actually, I need to. I need to pop a squat. I must <laughs> pop a squat sir um okay, okay. so what are um, we so he was abandoned. sort of love bombed and abandoned mm-hmm. he's an orphan um uh, little orphan <laughs> and he uh, of course yeah 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 a little more little orphan man man he yeah little orphan man he <laughs> Little Horphan Man He. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Respectful. Ce- a celebration of our Respectful. Yeah. Celebrating. Celebrating our caller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, celebrating the chef. Um, wow. Um, this one really hit home for me, too. And this really made me want to cry again. But I'm not going to cry on the podcast. I'm not going to do it. Um, because here's the thing. Like, this has happened to me, too, um, before. I think right around the same time I met you, Mitra, this had happened to me. Where... Mm-hmm. Um, When you're in that liminal space between like a real relationship and like this or these early stage crush moments, it can it makes you feel stupid because you're like, well, we weren't boyfriends. We don't we didn't have anything. I have no claim over this person. And so you don't you get robbed of feeling like you're able to go through the grieving process that people who are in, quote unquote, real relationships get. And that's actually not true. And that's really unfair for you because this was an emotional moment. And I do think that it sounds like he love bombed you. He does. Yes. He did. Like he he flooded you with affection for these first five weeks and then withdrew it rather suddenly. And mm-hmm. that can really fuck with somebody. And I yes. think you need to honor that and respect that and be like and let yourself go through the grieving process. Do not feel stupid about this. This guy fucked you up in a huge way. And that is okay to feel stupid about. And bad. I mean, you're allowed to feel sad. I know you said, like, I know it meant nothing, but it definitely didn't mean nothing. I mean, you both experienced something special and something really intense, and you're allowed to feel really sad about it. And I think don't discount the fact that you were off your medication for a while. And, like, you're, like, Mm -hmm. getting back into the balance that you probably have come to know by being on that medication. So that that's not nothing. Like, that's a, a big, confusing, jarring loss coupled with a disruption in your mental routine like that 
that's a big deal. That's a big, that's a big stressor. So I think you can give yourself some grace and stop punishing yourself for having feelings because once you allow yourself to actually feel the feelings, you will be able to work your way through them and you have to just be a little kinder to yourself and allow yourself to go through the, the bad thing and then come out on the other side of it. And like, it does feel bad that this is a thing that feel being, abandoned by someone that you're interested in objectively is a sad thing so it does sound to me like this person really is like going through something on their own like i always do think it's like you know when somebody just like disappears in that way like that stuff and you know this like i can tell you know you know that like this is not someone that like you should be seeking like this is someone who has vanished without a trace seemingly so whatever's going on it's probably best that you're not a part of it but it doesn't make it easier to navigate that sort of sudden loss. So I would just say like, whatever you, you, my wish for you would be to stop punishing yourself for feeling bad about something that is bad. Yeah. And, and two, I just want to say really quickly that like, I really, really, really understand this feeling of feeling stupid after this, at feeling stupid for having feelings, feeling stupid for being so in something so soon. And so giving yourself up to these feelings of like falling in love with someone that you barely know for five weeks and then having it end and feeling so stupid. Like I totally get that, but I want to caution you, like don't close yourself off to future experiences because of you're afraid of feeling stupid again, because that's what I did. And that is what I have done for a lot of my life. And like you get really good at being on your own and like, but you miss out on so much when you are afraid to feel this again. And I just wish that I had not spent so much time afraid of this feeling because it's like really scary and it's really scary to be in this place again and to like feel like at any moment I could feel stupid again for feeling something. And it's just like, you cannot, you have to keep taking these chances because the good outweighs the bad. And I don't know, like, this is a tangent, but I'll tell you, Mitra, like, You know, I just had this conversation with my mom where, you know, it was this like really big come to Jesus moment with her where I was like, you know, like, what if I took a guy home? Like, I know that you don't agree with my lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. Like, what would happen if I took a guy home, though? Because I really want that for myself someday. And she was like, you know, I would I would love him, you know, just as like I I love you and like we don't have to agree on it. You know, God says love everybody. And it was like a really powerful conversation. But the thing is, is like my dad is dead now and I don't and like she was like your dad would have loved him, too, if if we took him if you took someone home. And like I'm just saying and I'm projecting a lot onto you um, right now, man, he but (laughs) I'm just saying that like you don't have a lot of time. There's so I'm like I'm 33 years old now and I've only allowed myself this feeling like a couple times in my life and I really feel like I missed out by being closed off to it for so long. And so I just I don't want that for you and I just want you to really feel like you're you shouldn't be afraid of feeling stupid. But also it's part of it. But also Joel like it's not lost time because like you weren't ready and now you are. Like yeah. You had to do that work. You weren't like, yeah. and, and then you said you were ready and then good things happened. So like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's true. not, it's not lost I time. Wish Other stuff was happening. It, <laughs> it feels a little lost though, because you know, like if I had been open to it sooner, like maybe my dad could have met somebody and I would have really liked that. And it just feels like, 
I'm getting so much older now and I don't have as many shots at it. And that's really scary. And so I just don't want this guy to um, do that. I don't want him, you know, like I I wish I had the wherewithal at 25 to like be like, this doesn't have nothing to do with me. And this is not stupid. And like, it's a beautiful thing that I allowed myself to feel and that I should continue to feel this way about anybody who comes into my life Mm -hmm. makes me feel this way instead of running away from it. And, and that's sort of how I feel now. But you're not doing that now. I'm having a really emotional day. I know. Do you want to take a break? (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, what I'll say is like, you're, you know, we've known each other for like six years and you have never expressed, you've adamantly said that you were not interested and thing you were not ready. You were just not. And like, even if you, even if these, like, you can't, you can't have these experiences if you're not open to them and you, what, for whatever reason you weren't there yet. And now you are, and now you're having those experiences. So the timing is right. Like it just wouldn't have worked because you weren't there yet. You hadn't done the work on yourself. You were at a point when you were, you had years to figure out who you are as yourself on your own so that you could be ready to be in a like positive, healthy space to accept love when it comes your way. So yeah. It happens when it's supposed to happen and this person might be 25 and going through something that you feel like you've gone through later than them, but it doesn't really matter. Like it, this person, because there might be, you know, I feel open right now, but like something could happen and I might not feel open for the next five years of my life or something like that. Like it's all waves. It's not just one linear thing. So it, you can't like punish yourself for having a path that is different than you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Cuz now you yep. like what's happening. So you're you should like what's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry to made that about me, Manny, but truly don't close yourself off, I think. And don't I think don't wrap it up in like finding yourself either. I think like there's a part of me that lied to myself about how happy I was being on my own after being hurt. And I just don't want you to do that. So you can do this. Um, I get it. But I think like it's yes. Stay on your meds. It's just not like, I think for me, like the thing that I have like really learned about myself is like that my self-worth has to come from a variety of places. And I think that, I know, I know I've given this advice on the podcast before, but I think it's about like when you're, when I'm feeling like this, like my, like something is like, I'm getting lost in the sauce of like, whatever, whatever that one thing is. I, I, I like to consult the, the, like, you know, for me, it's, it's pottery, it's hiking, it's my family, it's my friends, whatever. And like really spend as much time doing those things as possible. So the other, I remember that the other thing is not the only thing. Um, Yeah. So I would encourage our emailer to do that. Yeah, sounds like he's doing that. So I think he's good. I think he's good. Man, he, you're good. We love you. <laughs> little orphan, man, he. <laughs> sorry, we did um, that to you. Okay, little orphan, little orphan. Little orphan, man, he. <laughs> to be sorry, fair. Sorry, sorry. To be fair. <laughs> okay, we've got an email. This one's lighter. This one's sexier. We're going <gasps> to shake off my emotional breakdown and move on to this email, which I'll read. <clears throat> Great. Dear 
Dear Jitra and Mole, Mole and Jitra, love you both equally. I am partially impaired, so now is the perfect time to craft an email to my besties, chef administrators about my problem. I am a cis straight woman, she, her, and I have been in a wonderful relationship for the past few months. After two weeks post-vax, I'm going to be staying with my parents states away for a bit, and this is the longest I've been apart from my boyfriend. We have very good sexual relationship, but I really want to start sexting nudes, videos, whatever with him. I have coyly requested him sending me nut videos even when we are in the same city, but I think he thinks I'm joking. And I do get the impression he really is uncomfortable about doing it and obviously don't want him to engage in anything he doesn't feel 100% about. I know he's never done stuff like that before, but in my previous quasi-relationship, I was really into it. So, the questions. How do I seriously request this of him? TBH, I'm not much of a porn girl, and I think this would help me in my... I'm away from him. Everything, every time I bring it up, it's just so funny and it doesn't seem like a sexy mood. If he doesn't want to send me anything, should I try to ease him into it? I feel like I should respect it if this isn't his thing, but it's 2021 and I should, and you should be able to rail your girlfriend spiritually through FaceTime without shame, especially if it will make her happy. Any tips here would be appreciated. Okay. Okay. So we've got a cam girl. We've got nudes. We've got Kiss me uh, FaceTime. Um, what's the, um, oh, video phone. That's the song I'm thinking of. <laughs> 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 um, wow. What a gorgeous, gorgeous song. Um, video phone. Do you remember, um, phone. the Insane song, Digital Get Down? Uh-huh. Okay. That just, that gener- gener- genuinely <laughs> just asking. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Great. Glad to hear <laughs> <laughs> We've sort of got um, a cam girl, OnlyFans sort of vibe. Um, this is hard, Joel. Yeah, this is a hard one. <laughs> um, is, is dong distance stupid? Woo! We're doing dong that. Distance. Chelsea with yes, the Chelsea coming through Chelsea again. This oh always happens when we're in our darkest days. Chelsea comes through. Yeah. I, 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 why did I doubt that this would happen? I knew on some level we just had to keep talking long enough, and then Chelsea would come through with the name. Yes. Thank you, God. Dong Woo! distance, baby. Yes. Okay, Mitra. Um, curious what your thoughts are on this one. Um, yeah, I mean, this is something that, like, I really have a hard time with. Um, I think it's, like, having... So, I am so... I really have a hard time, like, I... I, It was, like, a real journey for me to figure out, like, what version of this I was comfortable with. Like, because it all... Like, I feel like the idea of, like, phone sex or, like, sending sexy photos is just, like... It's going to sound like such a shock, but it's just not something that comes naturally to me. (laughs) So I would say, um, and and it's harder for guys, I would have to imagine, because for me, I consulted one of my friends who I know takes like, just like the hottest photos, makes the hottest videos for her boyfriend. And I was like, and she basically sent me like a how-to guide. And I was like, able to sort of pick and choose what I thought was... um, would be fun for me to do and that I wouldn't like want to die doing. But I think 
being like very specific, but it sounds like that's what this person is doing because I think it's all so big to be like, what am I like? How do I stand? What do I do? But it's like, I maybe it's just like giving like a very clear instruction where it's like, I would like a close up video of you jerking off and coming. Like maybe it's just giving like incredibly specific instructions instead of being like, I want a sexy video of you while I'm away. Because that to me, yeah. that broad of a prompt is so stressful because I'm just like, I really don't know. Like, I'm like, this is so fucking embarrassing for me. I like, and it can be really hot like if and because if I get like a really specific thing that like someone wants someone with my boyfriend (laughs) um mysterious vague Joel being like the most beautiful open person in the world and I won't say the name of my boyfriend that everyone knows I hate If there's something very specific, I'm like, okay, great. Like I have an assignment. I can do the assignment. She understood the assignment, but like I I really struggle to be like and, and now I'll send insert sexy photo here. Um so specificity as someone who does really does struggle in this area, I think is huge. But I think also understanding that like it is just not everyone's cup of tea. Like so it is for me it is hard to be alone in a room and try to be hot. Like it's just hard for some people. So, you know, if you're like, I think like riding the wave, you know, like if you're like, like both sort if you're like, if he's like, sends you a horny text, like really like strike while the iron, like go while it's happening. But like, understand that like, it's just not always going to happen. Yeah. And I think like, maybe like, um, Maybe shock him on FaceTime red time. Like maybe as the conversation's wrapping up, you start to jerk off and, and hopefully it'll be sort of like do as I, you know, do monkey see monkey do sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that can like, sometimes I'm not even planning on having FaceTime sex and it just like turns in that direction at the end when the other person starts jerking off. Um, and I think that can be really fun. And I think that that is like, sometimes it just like, it needs to be like, you need to get the person in the mood to do that. Or maybe, maybe you ask him to do like phone calls and just like talk dirty to you while you jerk off. Like maybe that's a way to ease him into it is to just like get him to go like old school nineties and be like, Hey, do you want to pretend like we're in Seinfeld and let's do phone sex? You know? Yeah. We're in like the, the, the diner. <laughs> yeah. Could I? I think for like no. at least for me, the live element is very hard. So I do think like if there's like something that you can do that like he can sort of like take his time and like curate something for you, then like like if if you're like like write write me like something out or whatever or whatever it is. I don't know. I I like whatever it is for like any given person. Like that. Like I I I. I but I think like really have a conversation about like what because I I do think you know it's like when we're talking about like the person who like whose partner was into like diaper play it's like they're they're not going to be able to fulfill like every single thing that you want but like they probably want to try um and like you can work together to figure out how to make that happen for you yeah and just like send send him your sexy pics and be like send me back what this does to you you know like give him give him real prompts. Like I think like the more he sees that you're comfortable with it, maybe like the more comfortable it'll start to, you know, numb him to his own shame. Um, I think that's true. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We're going to take a quick break while I recover from this conversation and we'll have one last call. Joel, take us out. Here we go. Goodbye.
back. One last call. Let's go. Joel, still shirtless. And we love that. (laughs) I just feel a little bit more smarter, a little bit more smarter with my nipples free. You know, that's just who I am. Yeah, free it. Free the nipple. They're talking about me on this podcast. (laughs) All right, play the call. Hello, beautiful and gorgeous. Um, I'm going to jump right in because this is a doozy. Okay, so I have several brothers. Uh, one of them is two years younger than me. We are close-ish as kids, but we kind of grew apart as we got older, particularly after I came out in high school because he and his mostly male, all straight friends were like mildly homophobic, not super homophobic, but like a little bit. Um, flash forward to now, we're both in our early 20s, and we get along a lot better. We have similar taste in music and can usually find something kind of shallow to talk about, but I still wouldn't say that we're particularly close. Like, when we do talk, it's, like, really surface level. Um, a couple days ago, a childhood friend of mine who's also gay texted me and was like, ooh, baby, do I have some tea for you? He said that he thinks my brother kicked him up on Grindr, and lo and behold, the selfies in the chat screenshots that he sent me are 100% my younger brother. Um, like, the apartment we grew up in is clearly in the background of the selfies. His profile says he's bisexual and also is, like, lies about his age, lol. Um, okay, so my dilemma is this. Do I tell my brother that I know and that I'm here to talk about it if he wants to? I'm worried that if he's discovering his queerness through Grindr, he might have, like, really shitty experiences like I did when I first started using, like, cruising apps. Part of me is, like, really excited because I feel like we could bond over this and maybe I could, like, take him to gay bars and events and stuff. At the same time, we're, like, definitely not close. Um, I feel like if he were ready and wanted to talk to me about this, he probably would have already. So, like, do I just wait until he's ready? Is it shitty to pretend that I don't know when I do? Um, okay, yeah, let me know what you think. Sit on my face, sit on my lap, sit wherever you like. You're both beautiful. Um, oh, and I use they, them pronouns. Love you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So they know um, they, they have a big secret. They have a big secret. Um, my brother's keeper, um, great. No, 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 no. That's not it. That's not it. Come on now. Right. Right. Yeah. We'll think of something better. We'll think of something better for sure. We will. We will. Um, cause come on. Um, my, Okay, um, so he was uh, lightly homophobic. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful description. Um, bisexual, um, closeted bisexual. Um, the eye in the sky. Um, yeah, sort of um, Sauron vibes. <laughs> Sorry. I am the sky. <laughs> um, um, Sarah. <laughs> I love that. Um, oh, Gandalf the day. <laughs> Great. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. We. I, I just like every few episodes. It's like wow. We are like 
such dorks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the other day, I here I am thinking that everybody remembers all the parcel tongue from Harry Potter, and I said it out loud <laughs> in Meg's company. <laughs> 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 and it turns out, no. <laughs> well, Gandalf, um, the answer is absolutely new. do not say anything to your brother about this, because I think that could be um, even more traumatic than any of the experiences that he could have on Grinder. quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yes, you may have had negative experiences on Grinder. I have had dozens scores hundreds of negative experiences on grinder and yet i feel as though i needed every single one of them each one of them a brick on a brick on my road to self-fulfillment and i think that every person who is like coming into their own sexually needs to make those mistakes and have those experiences on their own in their own terms and you outing him which is what it would be is is really gonna i think push him back i think it's gonna push his progress back even further yeah i could just see this being very overwhelming and like as an older sister i can totally understand like just being protective of your siblings and wanting to, and also just wanting to establish closeness with them. But this is not the way to do it. I think if you think about probably your own experiences, like, you know, it it would be, it could be a potentially very stressful thing. So allow your sibling to go on their own journey and come to you when they're ready because like they, I'm sure they will. And even if they don't, then that means like, you know, I don't know. It's their own, it's their own journey. It's their own, it's their own work that they have to do and they will come to you when they are ready. If they end up being ready. Yeah. I remember when my gay brother and I, I remember growing up, I would find gay porn on the computer all the time. That wasn't mine. And like the impulse is to like confront them because you want to connect over this. But the thing is, is like my brother would not have been able to connect with me over it at the time. Like if, if you're like, you it has to he's he's a couple steps behind you and like yeah. you can't take steps backward to meet him and you can't pull him forward yes. to meet you just to have like a beautiful connection moment you're listen i know you want a this american life episode about you too I know that that's what you want. That's what you're gunning for. You've got Ira Glass on speed dial and you're like babe have i got a story for you but that time will come. All of us will end up on this American life eventually. It's <laughs> just not your time. I just think that like the connection will happen. And if you try to rush it forward, it might not ever. Um, so better to wait a bit and potentially have this really great experience for having had waited. Yeah. And there's a chance I want to, I want to point out too, there's a chance that you may never address this. If your brother is bisexual, he may very well end up in a cis heterosexual relationship or not heterosexual, but he might end up in a relationship with a woman and maybe even marry that woman and then never talk about this period in his life. And that is going to have to be something that you're going to have to deal with. And I know it's going to be so hard, but you can't stand up at the wedding and say anything about it. You can't, you just can't, but you can do an interpretive flat, like sort of flash mob dance at the reception about it. Joel. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Come on. That is gay culture. You know that's true. You know that's true. That is true. That is true. <laughs> you know they can do that. <laughs> not only can, but should. Always. Always. If there if you are not interrupting a heteronormative event with a flash mob, are you even gay? 
so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. Okay, well, <clears throat> that's it, folks. You got me. I cried twice. I cried twice on the podcast. I'm in a very raw, vulnerable space. I'm not even coming down for many drugs right now. I'm just feeling open and raw and vulnerable, and that's it. Okay? That's the well, podcast. Are you I happy? love it. I love it. We love it. The listeners love it when Joel is brave. <laughs> and I revealed my boyfriend's name today. So <laughs> Thank you for being so open. I, it really does mean a lot. And like, I feel like that's like so many of the feedback. So much of the feedback we get is like gratitude to you for sharing this kind of stuff. So it takes yeah. a lot. Anyway, I'm fuck off. Um, have a great fuck, week. Yeah, fuck off. Everybody, like, um, stop sending me support. Just come to my shows. Fuck you. <laughs> um, if you uh, want to make Joel cry, email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Call 323-334-0371. Rate us five stars on iTunes. If you like us, if you don't, please still rate us five stars. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank, Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, July. Thank you, Ryan, RIP. Thank you, Colin Anderson. <laughs> Thank you, everyone at Earwolf. And especially, 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 thank you to my emotional support hag, Mitra. <laughs> and thank you to the most shirtless person on this podcast, Joel Kim Booster. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. That's the pod. Bye. <laughs>